I, I have a couple I have a couple of different expressions that I want to bring back. Like that's my take, you know, like or that's my piece. That's you know, like, yeah. like are we gonna talk shit about or We're like, rolling oh, or like, oh to be honest, you know. We're we're, we're rolling. <laughs> yeah. This is big. Um Chris Rudiger on the podcast here. By the way, now I'm self conscious. I came in a second ago and um, you know, our producer Matt over here was talking to Chris about this shoot happening tonight. And basically I just came and I said, guys, shut shut up, shut up. We need to do this. This is about me right here. Because I'm I'm getting this bed delivered. I've used that excuse a couple times. You've, you, I, I, you know, I've heard from other artists in I've town that new, they've, they've, they've they, heard this they've excuse. Used, from I've you. got a bed being delivered, so I sort of shut down a conversation that Chris and our producer Matt were having. I felt like I was getting some death stares, so I sort of just wanted to clear the air at the top of the pod. Yeah. First of all, do, are we? Are, was I getting death stares a little bit, or? Um, or, you know, were we understanding of the bed being delivered? Uh, I, I look here, we're in the process of evaluating it. Um, after this podcast, we'll decide whether we're still friends or not. But, um, okay. And uh, what, what's happening tonight? There's a big shoot happening tonight. Yeah, we're right? doing a huge, dude, we're doing a collaboration with Travis Austin. You know, the guy that makes like the hats and jackets yeah. and stuff. He's got a place down on fifth and Broadway. Um, we're doing a collaboration, doing like some. It's outlaw country. Is Travis going to be there? Um, Travis is going to be there. Really? The man himself, yes. And we're going to be playing some music, telling about what inspired the songs. Travis is going to be cooking up some nice hats, some nice canvases, um, some jackets. I'm kind of trying to walk away with a piece of, you know. Yeah, if I show up, do you think I get a hat? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I got a bed delivered, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bed delivered? Yes. When did you get a bed delivered? I got a bed delivered last week. I changed. I uh, did you really? No, I am hundred percent dead serious. Yes. Wow. What kind of bed? Um, I got a queen bed hmm. instead of just a full. Um, and I got a comforter on top of the bed hmm. that I never had before, you know, and funny. it just I sink in. And in fact, the reason I was running five minutes late for this podcast, yeah, I, I noticed that was in part because I needed to get a few extra said, minutes. Of, hey, of man, Z's. let's get here. 15, 20 yeah. minutes early, just make sure everything's set up. I said, great, I'll see you then. Right. I sh- I got here 20 minutes early. 15. You showed yeah. up five minutes late. Yeah. I, I wait 25 minutes for you to get here. I just want you to know that. I was going to show up on 10, in which case you would have been five minutes late. Yeah. I waited around for 25 minutes for Chris Rudiger to get here. I mean, you're a big deal. I get it. <laughs> I don't think you're. I don't think you're 25 minutes late. Kind of big deal. I'm just trying to ground you a little bit. All right, here's the deal. You're getting a bed delivered, so you got to leave pretty soon. I showed up a little bit late. How about we? Uh, we have a fair shake and we and we move on. <laughs> Should as we friends shake here. hands Let's for shake. the camera? Yes, yeah, Let's yeah. Shake hands Let's shake for, for the, the camera. camera. See, it's documented, right? It's documented right here. The handshake. Yeah. By the way, we actually look. We have a lot to talk about, but I know that you just saw the Elvis movie yes. last night. Um, and you you loved it. You went solo to the Elvis movie. And you loved it. Give me like like you were talking. We were talking you a second ain't ago. Nothing but a hound dog crying all the time, I, dude. I'm telling you, like you love the, this movie. I love this movie. I'm, I, in fact, I'm probably gonna sing an Elvis cover today when we really? shoot. Again. Would you go again? Because I'm dying to. see I would it. go with you again. So I did this. I did a rogue thing. I never go to movies by myself. Yeah, never have. And I hit up, you know. Because I got a lot of friends, right? Uh, I hit up like all four friends in town on Saturday. I was like, Hey, do you guys want to go to the movies? Nobody responded. I'm like, well, I still need to see this movie. I have a free night. So I went by myself. The theater was actually surprisingly empty, um, which is weird because I feel like a lot of people are going to Elvis. Uh, I got right in the middle, you know, lounged back, a little Diet Coke, popcorn, and just tuned into Elvis. And it was, I mean, I would put it up 
I would put it right on par with Top Gun. It's a different movie, obviously, but yeah, because we saw Top you know. Gun together. Do you know I was reading today that because of this movie, about like in 2020, so I, like a couple years ago, the Elvis catalog was valued between like 400, 500 million to buy like the Elvis catalog, the, the likes of the catalog, and now after this movie's come out. They've valued the catalog and sort of the name and likeness of Elvis at a billion dollars. So it, it this, doubled just because of this movie. That, yeah, and I think a couple other things and also like catalog prices going up. But basically to buy, the like if it were to go up for sale, people are estimating it would be a billion dollars, the Elvis catalog and the name and likeness. That's that's insane. Insane. Yeah, I mean, I I can't afford any of that. I mean, not even a sliver of that. But I would love to own a piece of Elvis's catalog. We'll keep making content. We'll you see know? what's happening. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um. <laughs> by the way, look, we we have a lot to talk about. It feels like right now we're kind of going through like six one five house two point The content's changing a little bit. There's a new cast of uh, creators and artists in the house that are coming through. It's kind of like a second wave, and it's cool to see sort of like the first wave is still hanging around making content, almost like maybe like mentoring this newer wave or kind of showing them the ropes a little bit. But what's happening with the house? Because it does feel like it's going through a little bit of a metamorphosis, a little bit of a change. What's happening? Can you talk to us a little bit Absolutely, about it? Absolutely, man. I mean, look at the, you know, the the first class has graduated. They've moved on. They're chasing their dreams in the world. And we're finding a new class that's coming in here. And we're scouting out talent. We're figuring out who we want as our starting roster. You know, we're assembling sort of the next season, our next football team, right? But that doesn't mean that, you know, the graduates um, aren't a part of that process or, um, you know, we build, we're building a community. So it's like, you know, once we give some people some support and kind of a platform to like further their career, the hope is that they come back and then they give back to us by helping out other artists. You know, I think, uh, you know, a great example of that is, you know, someone like Cooper Allen, right? I mean, the dude's got, you know, millions of things on his agenda right now. I'm, you know, I'm sure he's figuring out how to, you know, play his next, huge show or put out his next record but he still finds you know a couple hours a week to uh to come here and, and work with a lot of artists you don't have to twist his arm it's not a it's not a hassle to look get him here's, to come here's down the deal the i'll tell you what cma fest cma fest look i love i love cooper allen cma fest first time he blew me off he blew you off well because i actually got the interview with him post really? cma fest well cma fest was crazy because one of the like the very cool things about CMA Fest is I was hosting the stage that Cooper played on. Yeah. And there were all these major label artists on that stage, big names, um, you know, big names, big rising names in country. And Cooper came on. There must have been a thousand, fifteen hundred people there. Like it was packed. Second Cooper came off the stage, it cleared, and three you know, major label like big artists came on. There was nobody there, basically, really? like hardly anyone there, which I think is incredibly validating to the work that you guys are doing with Six One Five House that Cooper's doing. That you know, this is this is like really real. Like you guys are building these real artists with these real fan bases, and all to say that the second he came off the stage, Cooper said, "Zach, I, I got to do content with you," and I got the interview with him. <laughs> so he blew you. So off, what you're though. saying is that you're now you're, you're you've infiltrated my relationship. I'm with not Cooper, saying I've you're better friends the with relationship. Him than I, am, huh? I just think he just you know. I th- just think he's looking around at priorities and he's prioritizing different things. Is is base is what I'd be saying there. Look, here's <laughs> here's the deal. Coop, Cooper and I go way back. We go back like five years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like maybe that's the problem. You know? is I don't have enough history with them. But, yeah. Maybe you're maybe you're this like new shiny light that he's that exactly. He's I'm a, to, I'm a he's shiny. Trying, he's trying to figure out you know w- w- how you fit into his his cast characters. Look, I think maybe yeah. I will say here's the cool part. Right. I was playing like Tootsie's and George Jones and. 
Old Red with Cooper like five years ago. We'd play three, four-hour cover sets, you know, make a couple hundred bucks, and then go get a beer after. And, like, Cooper was content with that, and he was writing a couple songs, and I was writing a few songs, but, like, we were still kind of trying to navigate the whole, like, scene of Nashville, right? We'd only been in town for a year or two when we first kind of started playing together. So for me, it's really cool because Cooper's kind of the first person, like, of you know how everyone talks about classes. Yeah. Like Cooper's kind of the first person of like my class that I've watched go from like ground floor to something special. And it's just really rewarding to watch a friend. And even if like look, if he blows you off one time at CMA Fest, I mean like look, the reality is I, I still am gonna hug that guy. I have to support the, him. I think the you reality know? is he was being swamped. He had all he had hundreds of fans that were trying to get his attention. He had industry people that were trying to get I'm sure he didn't really blow you off. Um, I did get the content though. Clearly, it was right. uh, he prioritized my content. Yeah. But, so um, what I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to call him and have a word with him and just make sure that if it's between you and I and moving forward, you know, he yeah. chooses me. But you know, other priorities <laughs> he can kind of you know. What do you think has out. been the secret for Cooper? Is it the charisma? Is it the constant output of content? I mean, he's very charismatic, but I feel like there's other people that are charismatic. Is it the mashups? Like like because you've been there since the beginning and you've right. even had a little bit of a role in a lot of the content that he's put out. Right. Like, is there is there anything that you can pick up on that people just gravitate towards with him? I mean, I will say, like, the, the dude is very charismatic. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to do a Cooper impression here, but like, my name's Cooper, you know? I don't it's know nice, what that nice was. Nice to but... see you. you. know, it's it's like... I think it's more like, hey, this is big. Yeah. This, this is... It, but it's this like, is, the oh, eyes get hey, wide. Chris. Yeah, this is big. <laughs> right? It's like, you meet him and you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then you see him on stage and, uh, no, it's not like, it's not Elvis at all, but he's got this like quirky like thing that he does, like the way that he moves and entertains and gets people like captivated in a show is I think why his ticket sales are doing so well. Like he's an entertainer, you know, and I'm not like the songs are, are what they are. And, like, do I think Cooper Allen's going to have, like, some mega hits in him? Yeah, I think he's going to get some really good songs and, like, probably put some stuff on radio in the coming years. But I think the point is, like, that dude was playing Broadway and has been performing for years. And so that translates in his live show. And that's not—we live in a weird time, Zach, and that, you know, there are a lot of people that are getting, like, viral moments in social media, and then they're quickly put onto a tour. And then you go see them live, and you're like, whoa, like, they were off, you know? And that's not, I mean, yes, it's a criticism of them, but it's also, like, to be expected. Like, when somebody has a a viral moment and has never played a live show, like, it's going to take time. But I think the cool part about Cooper is that he's been around for so long doing this. He's put the hours in getting the live show together. He knows how to get the crowd really riled up or riled, I don't know if that's a word. Like, he knows how to get a reaction out of them from these little things. He's so entertaining. Like that—that that was the first time I saw him live at CMA Fest. Yeah, and yeah, it was incredible. It's incredible. I mean, and then you know, obviously, like you know, the parodies and the mashups and stuff like that. I mean, the dude can legitimately put fifty songs, you know, together under one beat in like there's ten minutes of his show, and it's it's amazing. And he like is specifically choosing songs from the audience, which I think is really cool. So then everyone feels like they contributed to the show. Um, but I mean, dude, I think it's like a little bit of the social media thing, and like you know, him coming into the house and like meeting other people, I think he was really inspired to be creative online. Like, he didn't love, you know, the whole, like, wake up and make a post kind of thing until I think he met a lot of other people in the house. And so I think really the testament to, like, what we're doing and how we contributed to his success is that 
we are building a community. And I think when you get a lot of creatives surrounded by other creatives, it just like, you know, expedites the process because everyone's inspired to like make shit. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's the process right now as new people are coming into the house? How do people get chosen to right. come to the house? Like how's, what does it look like? How's it work? So it's kind of an interesting process. So, you know, some people reach out and we have an application on our website. People can reach out. So do people, are people media. DMing you constantly and like, Hey, Dude, how my do I DMs be swamped these days? People it, are DMing. Nice. And, and what, like, is there a good pitch in the DM? Like, can someone win you over in a DM or do you basically assume everyone's crazy and do you send them to the website <laughs> to fill out the form? I, I, I honestly, like I could pull up some of these DMs and they're like hilarious to look at. I think like the one DM that like is never going to work is like, Hey man, just had a single come out and hit like X amount of streams. Like, and you it's know, usually like, like a low number. It's like 20,000 streams. It's like, it's like my, my song hit like 2,000 streams yesterday. Like, you know, can I like stop by and like work with like Cooper, Cooper. and Alexandra and like get like 18 posts on your channel? Hey, they, they shot their shot. You know? And it's like, and it's like, oh, in turn, I'll buy you like a coffee. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, dude, like that's got to be a nice coffee, you know? <laughs> that's got to um, be a... Uh... Hey, uh, yeah, I think like the point is like, yes, there are a lot of people that do reach out. And actually, uh, uh, a good example is Alexandra because she reached out because she heard about it through Thomas. And then we set up a meeting and like had coffee and talked about what she had going on, what we had going on. And it just felt like a good fit. So we brought her in. Um, I mean, here's the thing. We look for we look for like, you know, young talent. We look for people that are unique, that are different. If you have a social following, like, you know, that's that's a huge plus. But like part of our job is to is to help people find their their brand and their artistry and then promote that on their socials. And so for me, it's like finding somebody that's just that like one in a million talent is kind of like where I'm at. Um, and then generally, you know, we meet and if we hit it off, it's like, Hey, stop by the house. And then, you know, they sing a couple songs and that's kind of their audition, you know? And like, yeah, it'd be, it's, oh, you know, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, it'd be something like this. Like we'd be doing a, you know, a podcast or a cover and like, you know, they would I mean, I'd be like, Hey man, like you want to sing something you want to talk about, you know, yourself. And like, we get to see how they interact on camera. We get to see how they perform live. Like there's a lot of things that go into it. Right. So, um, you know, if you ever want to audition, just. Let me know. Let you know. I'll slide into your DMs. Yeah. But I think the thing is, like, it, it's a pretty low bar to maybe get in once, right? Like, lots of people can swing by the house, shoot an afternoon of content. Maybe not lots of people, but, you know, but it's the few, like, people who stick around, right? Is right. that sort of like, like, do you basically just, it's who gets invited back? Is that how that works? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, it's like the, it's like the big party. Like, everyone, everyone can show up to, like, the big high school party and then, after that, you know, smaller friend groups are formed and then there's like little, you know, spin-off parties and those yeah. are the ones where like, you know, you got to you got to really be in with the crew to get it. The like the reason we're doing that is just because like it's very clear when someone shows up like who gets it and who's willing to work hard and like who is just kind of there for like the quick like money grab in the sense of like, you know, oh, let me let me show up and grab a couple extra followers and then I'm going to leave, right? And the point is like I like we don't we don't want that we want somebody that's like showing up and and being creative and and you know willing to meet people and collaborate and like I don't know it's very obvious when you meet someone the first time whether they're like in for that or not why because they I is it obvious the first time or is it obvious if they never come back like like what do you pick up on <laughs> uh you pick up on like I'm try like 
you know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give t- names and spill too much tea. Well, but don't like, give names. You know, just like, define some characteristics. <laughs> Look, all right. Like when someone shows up and they take the time to introduce themselves to everyone, right? And they they maybe have three or four ideas that day of like ways to work together and collaborate. Or if we're doing like a big group song, they're like, hey, yeah, I'm like. I'm down to, you know, I'm down to play the guitar on this one. Or, hey, like, I'll, I'll take a line at the end there and harmonize with you. Like If they're a team player. They're a team player, right? It's very, like... And they're willing to put the spotlight on some other people in a moment. Right. For a moment. Versus, you know, it's all about themselves, which is usually the approach that I take. It's like... <laughs> it, clearly. And when's that bed coming again? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, dude, it's like, you know, like, I don't know, we're, like, on a soccer team or something, and it's like... You know, when you're on a team, you got to pass the ball, right? And then oftentimes the ball will come back to you. And if you have a good opportunity, then you shoot and you can score. And that's great. And like those moments come the more you hang out, the more you participate in the house. But when someone comes and they're that just like annoying, like, you know, forward that's just like hanging by the goal, just waiting to like tap the ball in, like eventually people are going to be like, dude, like, I'm not going to pass it to you, you know? Yeah, right. And I think, like, that's... And it, does everyone pick up on it, you think? I think most people pick up most on people, it. And um, then they don't get invited back. And then they don't get invited back. And that's it's like, sort of see the, you later, you That's know? sort of the uh, the tell that you didn't quite make the cut. They don't get... Anybody right. get kicked out, but then you, they, you know, figure it out and they get invited I back later. I will say there was one Give artist. Give me a name. Who was, who was the artist? Can, can we can we get into it? These are... these. This is your house, but I... Give me, give me a name. Are we um, on good terms with them now? Spencer Crandall. I like Spencer Crandall. Spencer Crandall's a great example, actually. He is yes. a great example. Great. Spencer, I've worked with, yeah, Spencer yeah. Crandall's a great example. Spencer Crandall showed up and, like, I think, like, kind of got it, but, like, didn't fully get it. Like, made some content, posted it, whatever, did his own thing. And, like, clearly he's got a lot going on, and I get it. But we were all kind of like, all right, like, is this Crandall guy really here for the project? Or, like, was he just here to grab a couple quick videos? And, like, over time, you know, I've gotten to know him a lot better. And, like, he's a brilliant guy. He's really smart. And he's also, like, he's down to help other people. And, like, we've jumped on calls and he's thrown ideas about, like, hey, you could help this person in this way. He just participated in the panel that we did for CMA Fest. Yeah, right. And it was really cool to hear his story. And so I think, like, Crandall's an example of someone that, like, maybe I I was out on initially and I'm, I'm back in. Back and, I'm, in. and I'm and I'm and I'm big in and if and if you hear the Spencer, I'm just being real, my man. But uh, you're in. You're you're on. You're on. You're on. You're, you're, team on, player you're on the now, home team. You know? You're yeah. you're in the house. Right. What's the because I was online. I was on the TikTok last night, going through some content, looking at everything. And there's some trend that you guys are doing where you're slapping each other with tortillas. Yes. But the part that I don't understand is your mouths are also full of water. Why are why are your mouths full of water? It's hilarious. Were you not well, laughing when watching it? Well, kind of, but I was like, why the water? Because okay. it just meant, is it the point that you're supposed to not laugh as you're getting slapped to spill the water? Yes. You can't, if you if you laugh, right, the, then the, you would you would naturally spit out the water. Yeah. And I don't know who started this By the way, let's trend. just take a should minute we, here. We take a, for, yeah. This is smart water. Okay, let's get are back. You, are you are you sponsored by them, or was that just was that just a, a friendly friendly plug? No, I'm not sponsored by them, but I always drink smart water when I fly because yeah. of the electrolytes. Let me let's just guess. Mm. That was a pretty good sip. I don't know if the mic picked up on the. Uh, you didn't happen to bring an extra for me, did you? Hmm. Do you, you mind just like a little bit? I'm take, getting a little parched over here. Yeah. This this was coffee that, that I was coffee. No, it, have yeah. a little. No, please take a little bit of my of my smart water. Yeah. It's great. it's great. Thanks. Um, so We're becoming friends again. I like this. The uh, <laughs> I'm a team player. Would I be invited back to the house? Uh, yeah, it remains but, to be seen. 
Remain, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You're I not. I'll tell that. you what. You're not on the trading block yet. I'm not. We wouldn't trade you over to like you know the Songhouse or something like no, that. No, screw that. So, um, but but wait. So the tortilla thing. But just like work it through me. Like, was is that a trend on TikTok right now, or is that something that you guys came up with? Yeah, that one we did not come up with. I it, thank God we did not come up with that one. Um, that was like a trend that you know somebody saw. And I the point is, I think it's just like a dumb thing where you like rock paper scissors shoot, you slap people with a tortilla, you either spill the water, or you don't. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Look, the one thing, can I just say this publicly? Okay. TikTok has proven to me that there are many brilliant, creative, comedic people in the world. And it also has proven to me that there is so much dumb shit that we <laughs> as a society love to consume. And this like is like, and this is a perfect example. With water of that. in it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I don't know. That was just something that we did because, like, we thought it'd be funny. We thought it'd be, like, joke. And I think, like, we, our page is saturated with, like, so much music, right? That's our that's our niche. Like, we're going to obviously continue to do that. But I think it's nice to show moments where, like, we're having a good time. And, like, the reality is when people show up, we want, you know, we want to have we want to have a good time. We don't want it to always just be, like, get in the studio, record a song, you know. Like, we, we care about each other. And, like, doing those kind of dumb games, I think, is, like, just a chance for people to see, like, yeah, we are real people that, like, goof off at times too how does it work because i think there's some fans that are gonna want to know and probably have an interest in this yeah how does it work with the days themselves so you guys show up are the days do you sort of plan out the content ahead of time before everyone gets there or are you figuring out what you're going to shoot and creating it while everyone's there and going through trends like how are the days scheduled and come together it's uh, it's a little bit of a mix i think one thing that i've learned in this process is there's a, a balance between overproducing for an artist and not giving them enough direction that they lose creativity. And so, like Matt and Classic, it's been great working with them because we'll brainstorm some ideas right there on our production team. So we'll brainstorm ideas of, hey, these, you know, this might be a good song, or hey, we want to do original music, but we want this kind of backdrop. Then artists will show up and it kind of confines them in a sense to like, hey, there's some direction with what we're shooting today. But then it's also like, hey, you can still choose the song. We want you to come up with the arrangement because you are the artist and the talent behind it. So typically a shoot, you know, it's a couple hours, like, you know, whether we're doing it at our studio or at the house, um, oftentimes the house is just like a place where people can hang and like get, just get to know each other better. Yeah. And by the way, if people don't know this, you guys shoot out of Reba McIntyre's old insane, right? Old mansion. I slept in Reba McIntyre's bed the other night and I had one of the most good dreams one of the most electric dreams possible yes wow it was amazing i felt like i was a superstar with reba on the road wow it was incredible but basically going back from it so you guys shoot content pretty religiously every monday mondays mondays and tuesdays mondays and tuesdays yeah which, which is really because everyone like a lot of people are on the road sort of thursday wednesday you know right into the weekend but so and then so you'll figure out in advance who's going to show up that day and then people show up and then is right. there any prep beforehand about what you're going to shoot or do you really never know until people show up to the house and start <laughs> getting creative? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we try to like a week out or two weeks out, we'll try to be like, hey, we're shooting this day. Are you in or out? And get a sense of like what artists are coming. And then from there, we try to prep like here's what we're going to do. Um, the one thing that I've realized is it's really, really difficult to manage like 10 artist schedules. And so oftentimes there's like cancellations and last minute things. And like, you know, it's a little frustrating on my end to try to like plan something when 
do you feel like, such hey, busy schedules. let's plan in yeah. advance and get super organized, but no matter what you do, is it always coming together at the last minute? And you're like, oh, God, we're down uh, someone. Matt, I had to call 10 people. Matt. Look at that. Is, He's nodding his Matt, head over there. Our producer Matt over here is like, yeah, it's always down to the wire last minute. Right. And then like out, an hour before you like, we have one more spot. Let me call five people and see who I can get into the house. Yeah, I mean, there's a little of that, but it's also like I'm not, like I said. Like, I've never not, gotten one of those calls. Yeah, yeah I haven't gotten one of those calls. No, you know? Again, calls, you're, you're, the smart um, water helps, all right? Um, but the thing is, like, I'm not going to call, like, I'm not going to call the people that aren't team players, right? Yeah. You know, if, if even that, even when you're in a bind, even when I'm in a bind, Chris I will not. Morals. You, I, no, no, no. You, you, well, the thing is that I like about, about Chris and what he's doing is he's really go. finding people. He's, 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 you're improving again. Um, this is um, great. Look no, at the camera when you tell, when this, you tell them how much you like right me. here. Yeah. I just think what it is is like, you just find people to really invest in. I feel like you really believe in people right now. Like right now there's an artist, uh, Jake Paletti. Is it like, is he a roommate of yours, or does he he, he live yeah. with you? Yeah, there's but, actually there's actually a crazy story behind this. Yeah, and I want to share it with you. Um, no, no, tell me. But just to give a little bit of context, Jake is a very talented artist, someone who's on the rise, growing his following right now, growing his brand, and he's got some amazing music that you know the house is getting ready to release. Or people are getting. I don't know if that. Can we share that information? That dude, there's new music coming. For new Jake. music is coming out, and the music is so good. Yes. Like I think he's going. I, I really, really think it's going to resonate with people, and he's going to like. I think he's going to have a career where, like, it takes a lot of people five years in Nashville to get to the next stepping stone. I think he could do it in like a couple months, just because the music is there. It's insane. Yeah, but this is one that like you have found. And I want you to tell the story because this is not. Yeah, yeah tell tell the story. Let me give it to you. Okay, cool. So. Uh, um, I'm I'm friends with uh, a guy named Graham. Graham's actually an artist too. Has done some stuff in the house as well. Graham met this guy named Jake a couple years ago, and Graham and I were becoming really good friends. And Graham was like, "Hey, I'm playing a writers round. Do you want to come out and listen to me and the other writers?" And Jake was in the round, so I show up. And this guy, the first song he plays, he plays a song called "The Booty Song." <laughs> And it's a three-minute song talking about how much he enjoys um, the female um, behind. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, like, but he's, he's crushing it. Like, his voice is so great. But I'm like, dude, like, what the hell are you singing about, right? Then the next song he plays is this love song called Sweet Pino about how much he loves this woman. And it's like this tender almost like something that like a george jones or george Strait could cut and i'm sitting here going this guy just sang a song about ass and now he's singing a song about like how much he loves this girl like where is he going artist wise it makes no sense but all i know is this kid's got a great voice so of course fast forward a couple years and graham and i decide that we're going to live together and we need another roommate who do we call Jake Paletti. We call we called the booty song extraordinaire, Mr. Jake Paletti. So Jake comes into the house. He hates social media, like despises it. And so one of the things that we've been working with him on is introducing him to the world of TikTok and Instagram and showing that like there really is a cool opportunity where those platforms are the equalizer right now for a lot of like starting artists compared to, you know, major label artists. And so I told Jake, I said, why don't you come out to the house? Why don't you shoot a couple videos and we can see where it goes? And like you know, he posts this one song called Too Drunk to Drive that he wrote, wrote by himself. Oh, actually, no, he wrote it with one other person. I'm sorry, I lied. And he and he records a song and he sings it in front of a bunch of artists in the house and everyone's like, dude, holy shit. Like, this is the song. We post it, wakes up the next day, two million views. 
people were connecting with it. People were connecting with it. And so now we're in the process of like, do we put out the song? You know, do we get, you know, the single cover done? Do we get, you know, the recording, all this stuff? And of course, he's freaking out about it because he's like, oh, my God, I've never had this many, you know, people reaching out to me. Coolest thing happened the other day. And I, and I apologize. I know I'm talking a lot, but no, this is your podcast. I'm <laughs> you're, I'm look, this, for you is, to talk. this is clearly Zach's world and we're living in it. But yeah, what I, what I want to share is Jake came home the other day. And he was like, dude, he works at uh, Big Machine, the bar on downtown Broadway. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I was pouring drinks. And three people during my shift came up to me. He's like, oh, my God, you're the guy from TikTok. We just heard your new song. When are you putting it out? And that was like a day after the video had gone viral. And he comes home and he's, of course, freaking out. And you know, he's, like, he's like, oh, man, I got to start signing autographs now. I'm like, all right, relax, Jake. It, was, it, it was Jake, Jake, Jake Paletti. Take it easy, baby. <laughs> you know, it was it was take three it people. But the thing, the point is, like, there is an incredible amount of power with, like, the app. And that, like, a day before he works at his, you know, his bartending shift, like, a video does millions of views. And then he's getting people coming up to him saying, like, I recognize you. I know who you are. I love what you posted. Fuck, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I mean, but I think what I was saying earlier is like, Chris, you always just, you know, you find these people that you believe in. And like last night, you know, we were at a show. Um, we were at the um, closing night, May We All, and like intermission, you're like on your phone basically posting clips for Jake to get them up on the 615 page and to post them because if you don't do it, nobody's going to get it done. Like I think, you know, you, you're, you find these people to invest and you pull off time into them and then you you know you execute you get things done and i i, well, I appreciate that i um, think i think it's admirable thanks man i mean I, dude i love doing it like i love i love watching my friends succeed and that's the coolest part i told you about cooper right told you about alexandra thomas you know ashley priscilla like all these artists that came into the house and are now in the next point of their career it's really really cool and also one thing may we all Fantastic musical, wasn't it great? So great, and so I, great. And, and I'm now. I, I want to hype you up because you're so humble. You're you're sitting there, you know, praising me so much. And now it's my turn to look at the camera and say, about? Zach, you were a, a producer, co-producer, co-producer on the show. On the show. Um, no, it was amazing. Um, yeah, we just wrapped up the run here in Nashville, and then we've got big plans to um, hopefully take it on the road. And yeah, um, it's not the end of the line for me. We all. It's been yeah, it's been really cool to be a part of. But the but the house is get, is getting big. I mean I mean, do you feel a little bit like uh, do you feel you were properly credited as some of these artists have left the house? No, they haven't left the house, but they've they've signed major record deals. They've gone on big tours. They've gone on big support tours. Do you think that you're uh, you are given enough credit for uh, the role that you have had in these artists' career careers? Oh man. That's a yes from Chris. <laughs> I mean, dude, if we're speaking candidly, like, you are know. we out of line here in in questioning? Are we no, cutting this bit? No, or? no. We, I just think that here's the thing. I think that people have had big success with the house. I don't think it's been all you because I think a lot of it's been the talent, the drive to show up. A lot of people have done stuff on their own, but I feel like you have created this environment for people to show up, collaborate, and that first batch of artists, pretty much every single one. Who has won a deal has got a deal. That's like Ashley Cook, Spencer Crandall, uh, Cooper Allen's like doing massive things right now. He's gonna get the deal. Tiger Lily, uh, uh, Alexandra Kay is talking to major players right now. Right. I hope this isn't. I hope we're not revealing anything too private. But no, um, of course not. But um, and this I feel like they really. I don't know if they got their star in the house. They probably they might have even done it without the house. But I really feel like the house was this place where they were able to come together, collaborate. Are we still good on camera? Or we're still good? Um, we're able to come together, collaborate, 
build this community, and I think that that really helped build their careers. And I feel like you were really at the center of that. Yeah. Uh, so do do you feel like people give you enough credit? <laughs> That's <laughs> we're getting deep here, Zach. To be honest with you, I don't think enough people give credit to the project and the house. I think a lot of people in Nashville like shove it to the side and say like oh it's this cool TikTok thing whatever it happened or uh, the artists are fine they're not great and like okay think of the project whatever you are and like I think some of the artists like forget about how important I think the like community and the business that we've created is and so you know the hard part is like how do you quantify that like you know you take an artist like Alexander right who has you know grown 10x in the past year and is on the road with Tim McGraw right like all of these things. The reality is, she's writing good songs. She's got a great voice, and she's you know she's she's consistently showing up and working hard. But I would also argue that like if she didn't come into the house, she would not have met Cooper Brown, and she would not have met Thomas Mack, and they would never have done their headlining tour where they sold so many tickets that Tim McGraw then had to take her out on the road, right? And then the same thing can be said about you know uh, someone you know someone like Cooper who. You know, I told you, wasn't even on social media. And like, then he steps in the house. People are telling him he's got to keep posting. All these ideas are happening. And his career's expedited, you know, to the next, to, you know, leaps and bounds beyond, I think, what he thought. So I guess my point is, you know, I think a lot of these people get to the next step and then they're like, of course, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for their career. And it's nothing against Cooper and Alexandra. But if I am going to be honest, I do really feel like we are an influential part of that. And I think like there's it's an intangible factor, like the relationships that you make being a part of the house, the creativity and inspiration you get. Like you don't know how much of that on like a percentage scale contributes to growing their career. I probably would argue a lot more than maybe other people. Um, But I think that's what's working. And like, look, now we're at a place where we're really going to test it on this next wave of talent. And I've learned a lot, too. And. Zach, like, I would love to talk. I feel like you're smart and you get this, and I'd love to talk to you about, like, the business and where things could go because I really care about the artist development side of things. And so, like, one of my dreams is is I've always wanted to have, like, a record label. And I think it would be really cool to bring in artists and distribute their music and grow, like, their artistry because that's the one part I don't get right now with Cooper and Alexandra is I don't actually, like, get to – I mean, they want me to help them, but I don't get to market – their records right or participate in their records and so that's something that I really want to do with this next batch of talent and I think that will hopefully create maybe like you know more of kind of a a long-term relationship with them as well yeah I mean it makes a lot of sense logically that that's where the house would go to get into the you know the record label business and also I feel like if you're listening to this and if you're a fan of the house like you might not realize that I think the industry does kind of turn its nose at it a little bit or kind of gives it the cold shoulder a little bit. I think now the narrative is starting to change, especially with the success that people like Cooper are having. But early on, I feel like everybody was kind of writing off the house, right? Like, was that (laughs) frustrating to kind of go through that and to be like, look, like we're just working hard here using a new medium that every other genre is using and having success with. We're tapping into this. And we were really like the first people in country to do it, you know, on a big scale and felt like everybody was sort of writing you off. I think maybe because they were scared of it and what they didn't know. And the fact that Nashville is such a country radio driven town. Right. And here's this new medium that could break an artist like Cooper. And we're already seeing massive success with it where he played a stage where people who had radio singles had 
a fraction of the people show up to see them perform right. as Cooper Allen did. So it's like now that I think the narrative is starting to change, but do you still get the sense that like the industry sort of writes off the house or sort of, you know, of course, dude. turns its nose at it, right? I mean, like when we first started, there was like arguably more hate going around than there was love about the house. I, I, I mean, I think Nashville, like, you know, a lot of people think of Nashville is like this fluffy town and like everyone like, you know, loves each other and like, you know, shakes each other's hands and wants everyone to win. And, like, yeah, you find your pockets of, of people. But, dude, most people in Nashville were like, yeah, that house is weird. Like, none of those artists are going to do anything. It's a total mess. Like, I'm like, dude. We're in they, the middle- really they, they really did. They really did. They no, really like, thought I heard, that. Yeah. I heard there was one time where uh, I was talking to uh, my co-founder, and we were talking, and every major label, like, was – like through you know our, our mutual friends was saying that like yeah that house is a complete joke it's gonna die in a year, and I'm like okay sick like what are your artists doing because guess what like as far as I'm concerned they're not on the radio right now they're not touring and we're in the middle of a pandemic like well, this is when it started I'm like why don't you get on social media and actually post something so you know the fact that I think there's been some artists that have proved people wrong is really exciting for me because it, it it shows that I think like what we're doing is innovative and different and disruptive. Um, the part that still frustrates me is it's like there are gatekeepers in country um, and the reality is, you know, these major labels have way more buying power. Uh, they're going to snatch up a lot of these artists that, you know, have viral moments and then all of a sudden they become back into the major label system and then it's like, here we go, country radio. And like, look, that might be great for a lot of artists. Hell, if like a major label came to me and offered me a shitload of money, I might take it. But the point is, like, we were the ones that started it. And, like, there's something really cool about building that movement from the ground up. And I would hate for it to just be stripped away by all of these artists fleeing to these majors that, quite frankly, I don't know if they understand, like, the power of what we're doing. You know, like, just now are a lot of these record executives being like, hey, I really see what TikTok's doing. It's cool. And I'm like, Man, we've been there for a couple we've of years. We've been here. We're know? on to the next thing. So, like, and again, that's not to. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, no, of course. I'm not trying to. You know, discredit any of the major labels. They're amazing at what they do. I guess my point is, I'm really, really excited about the future of where this project's going. I think that we're thinking differently, and a lot of the artists are buying into that. And I'm just excited to see where where we can take. It. No, it makes a lot of sense. Now, I think the everyone listening is going to want to know too. The mashups that Cooper's so known for, that the 615 house is so known for, are these created on the spot? Do you rehearse these in advance? Are, are we giving away a little secret sauce here? How did these mashups get written and come together? Every single one is one take wonder. Really? <laughs> of course not. Uh, <laughs> I will say Cooper's Cooper is like alarmingly good at it. Like he might be able. You should get him on the podcast because he might be able to do a mashup, a mashup on, the, on spot. the spot. We should get him on. We like we really should. I, in fact, I'm going to see him later today. I'm going to tell him he's going to come on the pod. Um, but some of the other artists are like I think still trying to get into the the swing of things, and so they're you know. They'll take a couple takes. They gotta they gotta loosen up. And a does bit. Cooper get frustrated when he's working with amateurs who need a couple takes? He's like, guys, he's bring like, it. He's I'm like, ready he's to like go. Slide over, yeah. I'm ready right. to go. Slide. Hold my beer. I'm coming in. I will say he did do one mashup the other day. Um, he actually did a mashup with Abby Anderson. Who oh, I, I love, saw that. It was really great. Love. And Abby, on the spot, like came in, slayed, got the songs like down pat. I think Cooper walked out and was like, damn, shit. I got some competition, you know? Cooper's got some competition. So, in the I love it. Those yeah. are always great to see. Um, 
By the way, um, we we had a poll uh, running on the podcast last week about who Chris Rudiger's favorite member of the 615 house is. Really? Um, yeah, no, we, we did. And um, I just wanted to throw it out to you. Um, uh, Kiss Kill Mary members of the 615 house. I'm going to give you a couple names. No, we're not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you do this, and I and I have no people coming back to the house. We're, we're, we're not going to do that. But um, um, look, Chris, it's been great to have you on the pod. And I can also say, like, you know, being a close confidant of Chris, there's so much stuff that the house is building right now, putting together, that I don't even think we're ready to announce or get into. But there is so much going on behind the scenes that I think this upcoming year, I mean, we're in the middle of a year right now, but wait a year or two, and I think Chris is building this, like, country music empire. I mean, he's got so much going on behind the scenes that's happening, um, and I wish we could even get into it now, but stay tuned and follow the house and follow the content because there's so much coming around the pipeline. Um, but what, what were you going to say? Dude, Dude uh, thanks for, for chatting, and I appreciate you for, like, believing in what we're doing. I think you're in a similar boat, man. Like, you're doing something different and innovative and, like, you know, love reading about all of the the national briefing stuff. Love watching the podcast. I think it's it's really cool. You podcast these, is is, is really it, great. You know, you have these inside discussions <laughs> with people in town. It's amazing. And like, look, I would chat a lot longer if you know you didn't have a bed arriving. But um, the point is, I think we should keep this conversation rolling. I think you know, if there's ways that we could work together in the future, it'd be pretty cool. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, while I have you here, there was this great clip that you posted on TikTok. Yes. Of you, this was maybe a month or two ago of you busking. I think maybe outside of. Nathaniel Hall in in Boston. It's Faniel. Fan, yes. What did I say? Yeah, you said Nathaniel. Nathaniel. No, it's not named after Nathaniel, but yes. <laughs> Faniel Hall, and you're outside busking. Sure. And um, well, you were telling me this story about how you actually you auditioned for American Idol at one point. Yeah. And afterwards, you you didn't get in. Screw it. Screw it. I mean, look at you now, Chris. Look look at you then. Look at how far you've yeah, come. Yeah, Katy Perry. What the hell? Katy Perry. Yeah. What the hell? But you didn't get in. And your was it your dad who said to you? He was like, you have to busk. Right now, to, yeah. This to... this is a really cool story, and it's and it's super. I'll be super quick here, but we drove from Boston to New York to audition for American Idol, and I prepared two songs. I walked in. I thought I crushed it, and I got this like sort of weird, awkward look from Katy Perry, and she was like, "Not good enough today." I was like, "Okay, that really sucks." And I was fifteen, sixteen at the time, so I remember walking out and I was like I'm quitting music I told my dad like we gotta go back to Boston like I need to like figure out what my life's gonna be and he's like relax calm down it's all good why don't you go on that street corner and play music I'm like dad are you kidding me it's New York City like you want me to Katy Perry just told me I sucked like after after Katy Perry says you're no good like you want me to just whip out the guitar and play some music he's like do it for half an hour let's see what happens we did it played uh, you know whatever the five or six songs I knew at the time you know, made like 50 bucks, eventually had a crowd of like 100 people around me. And it was really, really cool. And we took the $50 and, you know, I immediately went and spent it on like fudge Drugs. and candy. Uh, <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> hey, I'm 15. Relax. Oh, 15. Yes, okay. Of course. Tylenol. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Tylenol. Yeah, naturally. Um, but it was just like a cool moment where my dad, like, I think was like, all right, like, you know, I need to help my son kind of thing. And then you went. You, well, oh, I guess. Well, you were busking in Boston again. Well, yeah. I guess that was different. Well, so I then, love that story so, though. So I. So that was in New York. But then after that, I started busking in Boston like regularly. I would do it like a couple times a week, and it was like the coolest thing ever. It was my summer job. All my other friends were working like you know, clothing stores, you know, ten, you know, lawn mowing companies, whatever. And I'm street performing. That's <laughs> sweet. 
So I got to go back the other day. Is and that where you got your chops, point. you think, on uh, on the streets? Something about the city of Boston, man. It just it instills that hard work in you, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. So, okay, so we're wrapping up here. We're running out of time. But, yes. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people might see this content on the 615 House page, um, possibly some, um, you know, inspiring artists, people who are maybe in a small town in the middle of nowhere and they want to, you know, they're dreaming of becoming part of the house or they're saying, if only I could become a part of the house, what does it take? Does it, you know, is there really a form online that are we, you're probably, you might get a million forms now, but is there really a form online that people can go fill out and do those get scanned or do you have to be in Nashville and sort of try to meet you at a showcase or like, what's like, how, how do people, you know, get in touch with you? You want audition. I can tell. I, I, I'm <laughs> that, asking that's you're for asking. the fans, but I'm really asking <laughs> for, for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a you know we have a it's form. really competitive though. I mean, a lot of people want to be in for the sure. house for sure. Um, so I, don't waste Chris's time if you suck. If you don't don't send. A <laughs> yeah, form if in. you suck, get out of here. Get no, out of, of here. course we take like I mean applications online. Like people DM us um, a lot of a lot of times. Like it's other artists in Nashville that are you know uh, hanging out with some of the friends. It's a lot of word of mouth. So like. I guess, you know, if you want to reach out, reach out online, you know, send us some videos, stuff like that. And, you know, we're always looking for new people. Like, it's not like we ever have, you know, a finite roster where we're like, we can't expand or bring someone new in. Um, it just all matters on timing and the talent. So, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I'll be on the lookout for my application. I'm excited you, for it, man. I'm going to give it, it a, I'm going to give it a great look. I'll try to push it through. I'll, I'll talk to my people and see if, you know, maybe the, the CEO can do something for you. Push it through and see right. what we can do. Chris on the podcast. Chris, thanks so much for coming by the classic 77 podcast. studio. we got our producer, Matt here. who has been crushing for it. Us this morning. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Chris. Yes. We'll talk to you guys next time. Sounds great. Zach, go have fun. Get in your bed. <laughs> <laughs>